Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Holding Court podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Justin. Hi, Justin. Hey, guys. Hope you had a happy Easter and a happy Passover. We did have a happy Easter. Well, today on the show, we have a special guest who's going to give us some healthy tips that can be useful during this quarantine, and I guess always. Uh, We'll talk about a YouTube show that we found that brought us some joy. We'll have our second edition of the social media segment, Your Turn, our binge-watching update, and exciting news about a certain ESPN documentary. So we'll just jump right into an update. It's week five of the quarantine. Um, As we've talked about with the Dream Center, they're on day 29 of handing out hot meals to kids and families in need. As of today, 258,000 meals uh, they've distributed. And yesterday for Easter, they actually had 2,000 Easter baskets they were giving out to kids. That's incredible. Just amazing stuff they're doing there. Um, Our guest last week, Caitlin, had mentioned the need for diapers, uh, sizes four, five, and six. So if you're able to... uh, bring some over there. That's definitely their item that's in need. Obviously, they're taking other donations of food and essentials right now. No clothing at the time, but any food and essentials uh, people are able to drop off. And actually, Caitlin just shared with me that the line was so long during Easter for people to come through and get their meals and their essentials, but people waited in that same line just to donate their goods and make a monetary donation which is amazing because the lines were so long yesterday for easter and for people to actually wait it out and not give up just so they can you know be generous and show that love to the dream center and everyone they're serving it's just so incredible it's awesome it really is uh just such a great show of you know the community and and our city and you know coming together and and helping people out in need and this obviously very trying time and unprecedented time and uh if you have the means uh continue to donate continue to to help out up there um you know they're working hard 11 hours a day uh 7 30 in the morning to 6 30 at night breakfast lunch and dinner and uh they don't take any days off like court said 29 days in a row now yeah there are everyday heroes and uh, as we mentioned justin did a video last week on his social media and put out a call for people to nominate their everyday heroes. And he was going to pick people and surprise them with a brand new pair of Adidas shoes. So he has made his selections. It was really, really difficult, but there is such a mix of people. And I think it just made me realize how many different roles are so needed right now and are so important. And yeah, do you want to share some of the selections that you made, uh, their occupations or their roles they're playing during this? Yeah, just the the range and variety of occupations of people who were nominated was astounding to me. I mean, uh, UPS or USPS worker, a nurse at CHLA, a microbiologist, uh, nurse practitioner, teachers, police officers, uh, truck drivers. Uh, there was a woman who closed her personal business and started producing masks, um, for people to wear, 
uh, firemen, rehab psychologists, respiratory therapists, farmers. Uh, so many grocery clerks uh, were all nominated. ER nurses, even a custodian at CHLA uh, who was working tirelessly to keep the hospital as clean as possible. Um, a respiratory technician, uh, moms. It just goes on and on and on the list. And we're obviously thankful for everyone out there on the front lines. Um, and we're going to try to get as many shoes out as we can. And if we didn't get you this round, uh, we're going to go back through and do this again. So we'll hopefully get you a new pair of shoes on this next round. Yeah, it was, you really realize how many people play such an important role. I think obviously sometimes our minds initially go to the doctors and the nurses, but then you realize so many things that are operating. I mean, even you mentioned someone that works in, a rehab facility as a psychologist, all these places that are continuing to operate and, you know, just have this difficult situation that they're trying to navigate. I think it's so important to take the time to recognize them. You know, obviously my hat goes off to all of them. It goes off to parents that are, you know, just at home and juggling, you know, working from home while keeping their kids entertained. Obviously schools are not in session, daycares aren't operating and, you know, doing what they can to do the homeschool thing. And I think now would be a great time to bring on our guest caller for today. Guys, I'm so excited to welcome our guest on the show, our friend, Andrea McDaniel. Uh, she's a registered dietitian, a sports nutritionist, a certified personal trainer, and a mom of three boys. Hi, Andrea. Hi. We were actually just saying it's such a weird time because normally our husbands would be spending more time with each other um, than us right mm -hmm. now. So it's really like a strange flip-flop to like have them home. And Justin, are you guys doing okay? I know you guys are super. <laughs> yeah. Brandon, Brandon still emails me all the workouts and he's sending me videos of Caleb hitting the backyard and, and all that. So. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, Brandon is the Dodgers strength coach. So he's the one um, doing all those Facebook workouts on the Dodgers page for everyone. So um, I just have to check on you, Andrea, you have four boys. Well, I guess three mm -hmm. boys and one man, depending on how you slice it, but are you okay? Like, do you need help? Or are you doing okay? <laughs> I'm okay. I, yeah, it's, um, I'm trying to keep up with all the food intake. Um, and just, yeah, all their different personalities and, but we're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and then, so how, obviously that's a lot of energy and, um, all of that. So how are you able to keep them entertained and stimulated? So, mm -hmm. you know, they're not driving you crazy and I guess you're not driving. Them yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah. Quarantine has been interesting. I, I was actually more nervous. Uh, I was, it's better than I thought it was going to be, I would say, um, you know, we've probably been doing it since the last week of spring training, really. Um, cause we drove out there, we were going to fly and then ended up driving out um, to avoid the, the airports and airplane and stuff. So it's been, I don't know what, four weeks now. And, um, the biggest thing is just having some kind of structure, but more like a flexible structure and with boys and the girls too, of course, and maybe it's just me, my brain, um, they're on for like 20 minutes at max <laughs> and then they need to like run off and go do something random. So just making sure that I'm not expecting like, okay, we're going to sit down and do schoolwork for an hour and you guys are just going to sit and learn and it's going to be this like perfect, perfect teaching experience. Um, so just setting my expectations um, in the right place. Um, so yeah, we've been doing a lot of um, active breaks. We've been walking outside and 
with masks on now. Um, yes. Actually just sent Brandon and all three boys and the dog out for a walk, which um, I basically said, good luck. <laughs> that's perfect we'll see how they come back yeah but. my friend had posted that she tried to do some learning and then was like some nights it's okay to just like turn on frozen two and like throw your hands in the air yeah. and be like all right we're done learning for today because <laughs> you obviously can't plan for um what version yeah. of your boys you're gonna get so yeah but yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so justin and i obviously aren't parents unless you count pets but I, we were just curious how you describe this to the boys because obviously Mm -hmm. uh, Caleb six, Turner's four, no name coincidence on that. And then Asher <laughs> have almost five months. So how are you, obviously you don't have to describe it to Asher. He's just chilling, but how are you describing it to the boys? Um, why they're not playing baseball, why they're not in school, um, mm -hmm. where they can kind of grasp it as best as they can. Yeah. Uh, I, it was started at school, right? When everything was starting to spiral down and they started, you know, showing can washing videos and talking about it. So that helped a little bit where they're getting that exposure at school. Um, and for me, you know, I've always been one, like, I want to be honest with them, but without creating unnecessary fear. So, you know, I still talk about it as this is a sickness and illness and it's very easy to spread. So we have to just avoid the way it gets spread is from other people. Um, so we just have to avoid touching them and touching things, um, which is kind of hard with kids. I mean, they put their hands in their mouth all the time. So to say don't touch your face is not an option. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been – I don't think there's a lot of fear so far about it. You know, I catch myself a lot when I'm talking to Brandon where I'll talk about, like, the death and, you know, because that's all that is talked about now, like how yeah. many deaths in the state – so when we first started, I was like, yeah, we probably shouldn't keep saying that word over and over. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to start. They know what death and dying and stuff like that is. So we're just being a little bit more careful with that. Um, but, you know, I read something on some social media one time, and it said something along the lines where, you know, kids are probably not going to remember the fear that was uh, uh, came with everything that's going on they're going to remember you know playing board games and watching movies and you know Brandon and dad being home more um and right now I'm playing you know, Donkey Kong with my oldest one and sometimes the middle one and you know those are the things that they're probably going to remember and so I'm just really trying to focus on keeping the environment and uh, um and just just keeping it positive and rememberable yeah, Justin and I were mentioning how it almost is kind of basically they're transported into our childhood where, you know, spent yeah. outside all day long. And, you know, obviously there's some technology involved with, you know, everyone doing their um, TikTok videos and all of that and yeah. like everyone binge watching. But it is kind of like mirroring our childhood with like the board games and the playing outside, obviously with less of like your neighbors involved. But yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. interesting how they're kind of getting like a blast from the past with that so I guess we'll um mm -hmm. we can switch I guess not really switch in but um your role as a nutritionist and mm -hmm. a dietitian and a personal trainer I guess just touch on what kind of services you provide for your clients yeah um yeah so I'm a registered dietitian and personal trainer so I kind of do a little bit of both I'm not doing a whole lot of either right now just with uh, the young kids but um, the nutrition part is, 
more, I take like a functional medicine approach basically. So it means that I help people get to the root of health and wellness and weight issues or goals. Um, and that could be through asking them about symptoms and trying to pinpoint, you know, what area of the body may be off or imbalanced or dysfunctional. Um, and then other times it may also be getting more objective data through lab testing. So that's kind of more of like the nutrition wellness component of what I do. And then personal training I do. I used to do at home personal training in, in our garage. We converted it to a gym. Um, but now I've been um, switching over to Zoom um, personal training and doing that with a, a group right now. Yeah, that's been so, yeah. a lot of <laughs> a lot of my life is the I've been doing like a class pass live video and all that and trying to look out. I know different. Uh, studios have been putting all their workouts on Facebook and mm -hmm. all that. So, so yeah, far good. I'm hanging in there doing that form of training, but I think eventually I'm going to crave that interaction of like a classroom base or a trainer actually being there. I got a question for you, yeah. Andrea. Um, how much, and, and I know you've helped me before and you've done the little prick test on my finger for food sensitivity mm -hmm. and Court's done that as well. Um, but mm -hmm. how, how much do you actually help Brandon or the Dodgers on any like nutritional advice or stuff like that that's coming into our clubhouse? Um, if anything, it would be more like indirectly through Brandon. Um, so, you know, if Brandon has a question, you may ask me about the players or general nutrition, but they have um, two dietitians. And so most of like your guys' nutrition stuff is coming from them and just, you know, more like I said, indirectly through Brandon. But directly, I do help. Brandon a lot every year we do like his lab workup and he's kind of my guinea pig a lot of times I'm like okay I want to do this on you and see what see how it goes so he's always being poked and prodded so I can learn I was always curious because I know Brandon does a lot of our food orders on flights and in hotels yeah. and the playoffs and stuff so I didn't know if he was leaning on you like hey uh, Andrea what should we get the guys tonight so we can make sure we follow yeah. these these rules or, or whatever you know we have a lot of dairy-free guys in our clubhouse mm -hmm. so. <laughs> yeah you know he it's probably mostly coming from him though he's just being in the field of strength and conditioning and you know he's got I think he's got a nutrition certification and stuff and being married to me for 10 years don't quote me I don't I'm not very good at numbers um, <laughs> something around there he, he's got it on his finger he cheats um so yeah I think he, he knows his stuff too for sure so it's Maybe the harder stuff where he's like, hey, what's going on with, you know, why would this blood pressure be like this or whatever? And, of course, I don't say talk to the doctor, but this may be something that this player should look into. It's kind of the the most that I would do with with the Dodgers. Got it. I was giving you all the credit all along. Dang it. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, she definitely deserves a lot of I think he wanted to know, really, if you were writing the – Facebook workouts that the daughters have been posting that Brandon's oh, been yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That That is me. No, I'm just kidding. I, I do them, and, and there'll be things where he'll be like, can you try this out? And, and so that way I'm his guinea pig. So we kind of just bounce the ideas off each other. Nice. <laughs> just mutually using each other. I like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's go back. Um, I guess what tips you have for parents? I, we've talked um, in the past mm -hmm. few episodes about how I've been pulling different ingredients from our pantry, trying to stretch mm -hmm. out those grocery runs and those meal or the grocery deliveries and using what we have. So I guess um, any mm -hmm. helpful tips for 
those quick, healthy meals to prepare for the boys or I guess just anyone listening? Yeah. I mean, this has been a kind of a different approach of cooking for me too. I cook a lot at home, mostly because I don't want to take kids to a restaurant um, and because it's healthy, of course. But um, I usually go to the grocery store like every other, every other day. Like that's just how my brain works. I'm like, okay, what are we going to eat for a day or two? (laughs) And I enjoy the grocery store for the most part. But, um, But when this all went down, we basically got like tons tons of meat, right? And we tried to get a freezer, but that was all sold out. But we had pounds and pounds of meat and you we were back loaded or front loaded, front loaded. <laughs> so it came became almost my, like a chop scenario where it's like, okay, I have this meat and I have this vegetable. What can I make from it? Versus I used to go, I'm going to make these recipes and go to the store and get this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have been a learning experience for me. But tip wise, um, the number one thing is the plan. And I know we hear that all the time, but, you know, just sit down at the beginning of the week or twice a week and write down some ideas of recipes and like a menu plan that you want to do. Um, and just keep it simple. So four things that I look for in kind of a meal would be some kind of protein. I'm going to look for some kind of vegetable to get in there, some kind of carb, whether like the boys might have a little bit more of that than Brandon and I, but like pastas and rice and quinoa or fruit or things like that. And then some good healthy fats. So I'm just always trying to keep that balanced portion of it. It may not be the most perfect food all the time and I'm not trying to aim for that, but at least trying to get them. So it's somewhat of a balance. So keep it simple, make a plan. Um, and then another thing that I recommend is just like those one pan, one one sheet one like something where you can just like throw it all together and let the cooking do its job versus like anything that's super elaborate Mm -hmm. um especially when you're you don't have a lot of time or you have a kid hanging from your leg um (laughs) I I really I am a big one pot meal one pot meal type of cooking (laughs) yeah yeah, totally. I think the plan thing is huge because we're guilty of that too we got back to LA what two weeks ago and we Drove over to the farmer's market at the Grove, which was empty at the time, by the way. Uh, Mm. So there was plenty of social distancing going on there. And we just got so excited that there was, they had all kinds of meats and produce and everything that we like loaded up and grabbed so much food that we weren't even able to eat all the food that we bought because we bought too much food. And then it, you know, some of it expired before we even had time to cook it. So I think the planning is, is probably... Uh, the big part to to make sure you do that so you don't overbuy as well. I was googling like, can I still eat this ground beef? Like, and I may, <laughs> yeah. I maybe stretch things like a few days after and like just did yeah. that like, you know, go for it and say a little prayer that we didn't get <laughs> sick. But yeah, I think now it's like a little. I think it's less panic. There's a little. It's starting to be a little more yeah. like availability in grocery stores and with all the deliveries and all that, so we don't have to do like the toilet paper people and scramble and like grab all the chicken breasts we can find. But yeah, so that's, that's definitely really helpful. I know a lot of people have kind of joked about like the COVID 15 of like the weight gain or Mm -hmm. people, um, stress eating right now, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense or just like bored snacking. So I guess, how do you avoid that? Or would you just recommend keep making sure what you have available for snacking is not those comfort foods or I don't know any advice on that? Yeah, no, that's, I've seen that too. And I could definitely see where that can happen. Um, 
because we're we're home, we're bored, we're it's stressful, and and definitely food can be a coping mechanism. Um, so, and something that I had to ask, and that was probably the biggest challenge for me with the boys too, was okay, we got the meals, they're somewhat structured, but you guys are asking to eat all day long right now because of the same thing. They're bored. Um, so I was like, okay, we're going to have now snack time because you have snack time at school. So at nine o'clock, this is going to be incorporated into our schedule and that can go for adults too. So just like, uh, the biggest thing I could recommend is to actually sit at a table and eat your meals. Even if it's a snack, if you want to open up the fridge and grab some chocolate, fine, go get a plate, put it on your plate and you'll feel kind of goofy doing it. And you're going to probably not want to go get, get a plate and waste it on a handful of chocolate. So you're not going to do it. Um, so that can be a big thing is actually just kind of making sure that there is somewhat of a structure to your snacks also, and not just your three meal, main meals. I like that. I'm going to put my Lay's chips on a plate. and Yeah. Feel- yeah you know, <laughs> it's seriously like, don't grab it out of the bag, just put it in the bowl. Well, and then, yeah, you're standing there you with know. like a bag of whatever and it's easy to just grab and grab and grab. But it's mm-hmm. like if you have that like set portion out and yeah, that does make sense. You're going to be so yeah, mad I, at me when I put one Justin's peanut butter cup on a plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I hope you Don't dirty that plate. <laughs> bring it to the dinner table and like light a little candle and like, I love it. Cut That's it good. up. Yeah. There we go. Silverware down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then I guess away from the unhealthy snacking, do you have any... um ways to help boost your immune system right now, I guess at any time or especially mm-hmm. this time to stay healthy? Yeah, for sure. Um, number one would be sleep. For, and I think that's probably easier to attain right now, which is a good thing. The sleep and rest, that's the, the biggest thing for the immune system. Um, number two would be making sure, you know, I would say just manage your stress and decrease it, but that's not our brain doesn't work like that so making sure you're incorporating something joyful or something fun that you like doing um so focus on that part and and inducing joy versus like i gotta manage my stress Mm -hmm. um then there'd be food so watching sugars and processed foods all those things are they don't work too well for the body and they make that immune system work a little bit harder and kind of upset the gut health, which is where your immune system is. So anything that may not be voting very well for your digestive system, that's not going to be working well for your immune system too. So there's a connection there. And then supplementation wise, um, I've been researching a lot as far as this COVID stuff goes. Is there a specific nutrient that responds really well? And, you know, what can we do preventively? And it's kind of all over the place. But the, the main ones that I'm hearing over and over from professionals is vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, uh, a good probiotic, again, just to support that gut health. And then something like elderberry can also be um, beneficial until you get sick. You'd want to discontinue that. But I don't think taking vitamin C is going to prevent you from getting it. That's what I'm saying. But it def- definitely is not going to hurt and it's going to help kind of that help your immune system function a little better. And then lastly, I would say anytime you can get any form of sunshine, we've kind of had some dreary days here in California. And I know I sh- that I shouldn't be talking because we live in California, but um, that sun is really important to get the vitamin D and also just to kind of help again, boost that joy and feel good feeling. <laughs> I love that. Justin was nodding very heavily on the zinc. I think Brandon 
um, set him up with all the supplements yeah. uh, before all this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, loaded with zinc and glutathione. And uh-huh. <laughs> everything, yeah. yeah. Glutathione's another one, definitely. Yeah, they they the connection with zinc is really strong with just preventing the any any form of viral stuff. But yeah, I've heard um, that I've heard that a couple times too. The zinc is is huge right now. Yeah. Don't be careful. The more is not always better for zinc because you have to balance it. So just, you know, good um, small dose daily is, is plenty. Yeah, that's super helpful. I know a lot of people, I think it's zinc or that gives a lot of people a stomach ache when they take it. Is that like they're overtaking it or that just their body is more sensitive to it? Yeah, sometimes with um, minerals, uh, it's just kind of hard to break down. Um, and, that, and that can help in, with zinc. But you can also see it with vitamin C can um, make your bowels blue. So and that's another one that you don't want to just like go crazy with vitamin C because then you'll just wake up. You'll know when it's too much for your body. I'll just say that. <laughs> Going back to our marathon episode, we uh, talked about that, but yeah, that's oh, yeah. super we'll helpful. Do that too. <laughs> I think people are looking for ways to feel a little more like proactive during this. So um, that's definitely all helpful. And then I just have one Last thing to ask you, I'll wrap this uh-huh. up. When back when Andre Ethier was on the team, I always asked Maggie Ethier, who was also a college gymnast, if she thought oh, yeah. I could get my back walkover down. It's something I never did in cheerleading. I was never like the flyer, like the stunt yeah. person, the tumbler, any of that. Like I was just the lowly back spot. But I was wondering if I put all of my effort, I guess I could do it right now. Justin could probably spot me if you think that that's achievable. I mean, yes, of course it is. You can do anything. You can a marathon. You can do a back walkover. Um, yeah. You goals. Just, it, goals, exactly. Do your, can you do a back bend or like a bridge? I can do a bridge. Okay, I'll start with the bridge. I'll go. I used to be able to yeah. do a back bend. I don't know. I haven't in a while. So I guess maybe stretching is key. Yeah, stretching would be key. I would not go for the back. I, I cannot do a back walkover right now. My abs would probably split. <laughs> <laughs> I can do like an aerial and some other weird stuff, but back walker, I don't know if that's the first thing that I would try right now, especially post kids. <laughs> I would take that. We were watching the cheer series on Netflix. And oh so yeah, good. I think Justin was like very surprised by what, like the, t- like their, what their bodies go through. It's just, cr- and I think yeah. that kind of sparked my old desire to like attempt a back walk or even like a back handspring, which might be like years down the road. I don't know. Yeah. Then I start yeah, approaching I 40 it and it's not good. <laughs> that should be your 40 goal. Yes. Okay. Back handspring. Back handspring by 40. <laughs> On your 40th birthday. You got to pull it off. <laughs> okay. I but... have a friend that does, um, and however old she is, I think she does that many back handsprings. So she's a, like, Ooh, wow. she was okay. a cheerleader too. <laughs> she's she's like just the, trying to do one. Yeah. <laughs> 35 years <laughs> Actually, oh. you know what? I don't think I've seen her post in a while. I wonder if she gave up. Shoot. I get stuck in. That doesn't make me feel very good. <laughs> no, sorry. One would be impressive. I, I if Maybe if I had a trip. Okay. Well, maybe that, when we're done with all the social distancing, I can drive down the street to you. and. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can spot me. you. That's perfect. All right. Well, thanks for Definitely. chatting with us today. And yeah, dropping, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Dropping all your healthy knowledge on us. Anyone interested in learning more about Andrea or her services, you can visit andreamcdanielrd.com. Thank you so much, Andrea. Thanks, Andrea. You're welcome. I hope the yeah, boys. I hope the boys make it back soon. Yeah, me too. I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That was Andrea McDaniel. 
so kind of her to come on and share those tips with us to help everyone feel good. Speaking of feel good, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but a few of our friends sent it to us. It was the Some Good News show. I guess it, so good. It was so good. Um, so John Krasinski from The Office, which I have never watched. I don't think Justin's ever watched. This is going on our binge watch list. Yeah, everyone says I would really enjoy it. Um, I think I could. I don't know how many seasons there. We are. might lose listeners because we just said that we've never watched The Office. No, but we said we're open to getting better. At yeah. It. Okay. We're gonna. <laughs> it's on the list. We're gonna binge watch it. Be patient with us. Um, so it started with John Krasinski from The Office. And he tweeted out, all right, everybody, how about some good news? Send me the stories that have made you feel good this week or the things that just made you smile. And we've talked about this before is like seeing. So, I mean, there's so much news and so much negative on the news. I know Andrea touched on it a little bit, but it's hard to filter that. So I think it can feel overwhelming when you're scrolling online and you're going through the news. Um, So I definitely agree. I mean, we still watch the news at night and I feel like it's just been taken over by negativity and stories and you kind of finish watching it and you don't feel great so it puts I, you in a bad mood yeah it like it like puts you in just a somber mood and kind of like creates depression yeah I don't think I don't remember it always being like that and I get like obviously those are the stories that get like the more attention but I like his idea of kind of shifting the focus away from that and I think this is the perfect time um I don't know if he's gonna do the show past um, the quarantine times. I hope he does. I hope he does. It's I, so awesome. Yeah. So my favorite one, uh, was this 15 year old named Coco and she was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma in June and she had just finished her last chemo treatment at CHLA. And when she came home, it was total surprise. Um, she was driving home down her street and her entire community through everyone, her, this impromptu welcome home parade. And at first you just see, People lined up in their cars and their signs and balloons, and it just keeps going. Like, I remember you showed this to me, Justin, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's like, it doesn't end. Like, it, it was, didn't stop. It was just like people lined up on the street, like just cheering her all the way home. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. I feel like that really kicked it out. Like, him showing that again, like, I know I watched it a few times when I first saw it, but that was, yeah, that, I mean, you have to feel good after seeing that. So congrats to Coco on completing her final chemo treatment at CHLA, obviously. Yeah. And the place in our hearts. So that was um, cool to see that mentioned on his show. Yeah. And the cool part about it is he actually brings Coco on and has like a Zoom or a Skype call with Coco. And he's in inter- John's interviewing her and John's like trying to hold it together because he's like so emotional over this mm-hmm. video and Coco is just so full of life and spirit and joy and thankful. And, and, you know, she goes on to thank all, all the people that she wants to thank her doctors and nurses and everyone who took care of her. It was just a, it was really cool. It was really cool. And I think there's what, three episodes now that, that they've shot and uh, yeah. you got to go watch it. It's so good. I think it's every, I think it's Sunday night actually that they release it on. We found it on the YouTube page. Um, there was another one where, um, he surprised nurses and respiratory therapists um, at a hospital in Boston it, and ended up bringing them on kind of like a Zoom call and said he wanted to surprise them 
I think it was four tickets to every game, like for ever, life, like for life, for the hospital. And then he brought David Ortiz on, and they were just blown away. And he invited them to. I don't know if it happened like right then and there. I feel like they went outside. They got on a duck tour boat. Yep. And drove over. It's the only to, way to go through Boston on a duck <laughs> boat, you know. Just ask Rich Hill and drove over to Fenway, and they got to have obviously the whole park to themselves, but do like the ceremonial first pitch of. And the baseball. video, don't yeah. forget the video. The video was cool. They had like the mayor and and everyone and big. Um, Big names in Boston went on the Jumbotron and thanked them. And I think every single player from the Red Sox actually sent in a clip or a video of them clapping, um, giving an ovation uh, for the doctors and nurses on the front line in Boston. It was really cool. Yeah, all the players doing that was awesome. And yeah, it was raining, but they, I feel like every time I'm at Fenway, it's raining. But um, no, that was cool to see. There was another one. There was a girl, I think it was Audrey. I don't remember her name, but her family was supposed to take her to see Hamilton. She's like a huge fan of the show. Um, they were going to see it on Broadway and obviously Broadway is dark. It's canceled right now. And so the option that she chose was to watch Mary Poppins at home and which they, just so happens to be John's wife. Yeah. So <laughs> obviously Emily Blunt's married to John and she kind of popped on and was, um, just kind of doing a little like banter back and forth with her about her favorite actor in the movie. And um, obviously the actor, I'm like so blanking on his name right now, but he's in Hamilton. And so they were kind of going back and forth. Well, am I your favorite? You know, Mary Poppins is kind of the staple in the movie. And then um, he pops on the Zoom call and Audrey's like, oh my gosh. And then it's just from there, like everyone from the entire cast of Hamilton pops on this zoom call we can pretend it wasn't produced and it was just live in the moment but it was they performed the entire song and flawless harmony and her face like Audrey's face was just like oh my gosh it was so cool to see um oh thank you Justin it was Lin-Manuel Miranda that popped on and he was the one that started it off and yeah that was so awesome so if you guys get a chance to look up some good news on YouTube it's just good to, it was nice. Like he does the the work for you. You don't have to kind of like flip through and like seek out these like feel good videos. Like he does all the work for you. It's really cute. He does it from home. Um, and yeah, it's kind of meant to feel a little like makeshift and all that. So I don't know. We I, really enjoyed it. I really hope he keeps doing it. I hope it's not just a COVID. Obviously he'll be going back to work and probably get busy doing stuff again, but I hope you can find time to continue uh, doing this show every week because I think we do need some news that's just solely based on good news. I think it's it's heartwarming. It's great to see, and it just really lifts up your spirits when uh, you know there's so much negative stuff being covered in the world today. Yeah, and it was quick too. I think they're only about 15 or 20 minutes each, and so last night was the first time we'd watched all of them, so we kind of watched them all through dinner. But I feel like that's not that big of a time commitment for him to keep it going, or at least start the trend of everyone sharing all the feel-good stories so we can keep that going. But yeah, I want to, speaking of the online world, I posed my question for the second edition of Your Turn, and my question this week 
was what have you learned about your partner during this quarantine that you did not know before? And the response was overwhelming. I know we talked (laughs) about this uh, last week, so I wanted to kind of throw that out there. I mean, there was a wide range of responses. It feels like a lot of these were like men that were like somehow got themselves in the doghouse because they were like overly sweet or maybe they're just realizing like how dependent they are on their spouse and how like much they do and how incredible they are. But people were like gushing about their their partners for a lot of these. Um, (laughs) I guess I can. Yeah, there was one. My wife is a teacher, a chef, a manager, a therapist, and I've learned I can't do anything without her. I was like, you know, your wife is not seeing this, but it's very sweet. There were maybe she listens to the podcast and she's going to hear it. That's true. And I'll be like, sweetie, that was mine. Someone said she can sleep till 4 p.m. What that's, about <laughs> that's that, impressive. Hey, Andrea said sleep's very important. Yes. So maybe she's just taking the advice of Andrea and loading up on sleep. I don't know about 4 p.m. That's, what time is she going to bed, though? That's the important. Yeah, question. maybe she's up late binge watching or something. I don't know. I feel like I I I like to sleep some days, too, but I have to draw the line. Was at this your sister? Noon. No. <laughs> That would make a whole lot of sense. Someone else said she can eat her weight in Pringles. Ooh, so can I. So some people took this opportunity to put their spouse on blast uh, (laughs) and like just kind of throw out all of their stuff. Someone said he sucks at Call of Duty. Oh, hey, that's that's a dagger right there. I wonder if she's hearing him yell it or maybe like how you have your headset on. Like maybe she's hearing everyone talk smack to I don't him. know yeah how would she know is she playing with him is she on the game is she on the sticks or maybe he just throws the controller down he's like I suck at call of duty <laughs> and she's like oh my god he sucks at call of duty <laughs> yeah a lot of people are pregnant so many pregnant responses I feel like every third response was we found out we're pregnant I was like wow I mean I guess it's not in that point of like the quarantine babies yet because we always talked about like back home in Indiana after we had a blizzard there was always like the nine months later, there was like a big boom of baby boom. Yeah. Of blizzard babies. And I feel like that's going to be the case for this, but yeah, a lot of people are already are finding out they're pregnant. So I guess it was, it's almost in that window where people are going to start finding out they have quarantine babies, but yeah. And someone said, we finalized our newborn son's adoption. And I just found out we're pregnant after 10 years of trying. And that was like, that's oh amazing. Gosh. Congratulations. Yeah. Do we have a name for that one? We don't have a name for that one. I don't. But oh, congratulations. Yeah, that one was awesome. Someone said she's helping me care for my mom who has Alzheimer's. That's awesome. I mean, a lot of these had that same feel of the some good news. Like it was a lot of them were like, oh, that's really sweet. One of them that was pretty funny was <laughs> running out of kimchi is apparently worse than running out of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do love kimchi, but I guess given the choice, you got to go with the essentials. Um, I can't hide my baseballism packages from him. Baseballism shout out. How much baseballism are you? Or like your weekly baseballism delivery? I'm not mad at it. I love baseballism. I just ordered some baseballism. It's coming. I did. Yeah. I feel like I just sent something to my brother from them too. It's funny because people always talk about this with like Amazon packages and when their husbands are at work or they have them delivered or whatever their husbands has no no idea of how much they actually shop online. And so I feel like this is that time where everything's getting exposed. You can't really hide your 
shopping unless you do like the Amazon locker and you go pick it up secretly, but it's bad. I mean, they are doing their like delayed shipping right now. They're only giving fast shipping to priority items. So maybe these items are a little further out and they're a little more staggered than normal (laughs) of them showing up all at the same time. There's a couple more on here that I, I could have wrote about you. Yes. Uh, Yeah. uh, So (laughs) what are those? This one says he, but I could definitely write this about you. He has at least four songs in his head at all times and sings them nonstop. It sounds like that's like you, you're constantly singing. All you do is sing all around the house, everywhere you go, you're singing something. But I rewrite the song to like fit the situation. Like if I'm like feeding the dogs, I'm like rewriting a song to like fit that narrative. You don't have anything you can throw at me over there, do you? No? Okay. Uh, This next one was good. (laughs) She doesn't shower as much as she claims to. (laughs) Not that you claim to shower a lot, but I think you shower like once a week. (laughs) I definitely wash my hair once a week. I think it depends. Like if, I don't know. I have no way around this. I don't shower that much. I'm not going to lie to anyone. Is it like, is it damaging to your skin or something? I don't understand. I shower like three times a day. So growing up, we showered Sunday night. It was like you watch America's Funniest Videos with Bob Saget and then it was shower time or like bath time. And then my dad would blow dry my hair and like that was it for the week and it was just fine. I'm not a sweaty person. Not that I'm excusing my actions. I don't, I don't know. And it's weird because I, nothing makes me feel better in this world than when I have a fresh shower and I come out and I can do because I do my skincare obviously every night but after the shower there's just something about like that fresh like lotion and like doing all your skincare and brushing your hair and putting you know your hair treatment it like I I never feel more beautiful than when I first get out of that shower it like feels that so is, it feels so good you choose to do it once a week maybe that's <laughs> why it feels so good maybe if I showered every day or like you like twice a day or when I like during the season you say you shower like right before the game just to like go into it fresh right uh, yeah I mean during the season I shower like three or four times a day yeah literally like I'll go and do I'll shower when I get to the field I'll get in the hot tub I'll take a shower and rinse off I'll go out and do batting practice. I'll come in. I'll take a shower before the game, and then we'll play the game and obviously take a shower after the game. But here's what I don't understand about you. <laughs> okay. Is <laughs> like you smell good all the time. If I go Aww. four or five hours without showering, I'm like, You're man, I'm musty. I need to go jump in the shower. I don't smell great. Gro- I don't like, smell great don't, right now. I'm not going to lie to you, but I just you, worked out. I, I don't get it. I'm jealous. But I also made that weird transition to natural deodorant. Ooh, which I, mean, I don't know if anyone has done that. This might be for another episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard transition. I think I started last September and there are ways to expedite. You have to kind of like detoxify your armpits. So some people make like a paste out of, I don't know really what it is. It's some sort of, it's similar to what I clean our griddle with, like a baking soda, like vinegar situation. So it, you're Put that on your armpits. You lay down and I think you wait for like 20 minutes and you're supposed to do that every day until you've pulled all the chemicals out of your armpits. I didn't do that. So maybe I slowed down the process of my armpit detoxification. I don't know if that's a word. It is now. How did we get here? Took a wrong turn. Uh, So yeah, I... I don't know. It was a long road to get there. I had to go through like four or five different brands of deodorant to finally settle on one that works. And I think 
maybe I've just, I, I don't know, maybe deodorant's one of those products where you, if you don't use it, you don't need it, but like your body becomes dependent on it. And then, I mean, you put on deodorant last night to go to bed. I'd want to smell good while I sleep. But I've <laughs> never seen that in all of our years. You've finished brushing your teeth, put on your face lotion, whatever. And then you went and just did the old swipe under your arms and you're like, all right, ready. And I was like, did you just put on deodorant to go to bed? Like that doesn't seem healthy if it's like it, deodorant's not the best for you i don't know if you need to do it for bed it's because i knew you weren't going to want me to turn the air on and then i was going to be really hot and sweaty and <laughs> i wanted to have deodorant on so i didn't smell while i was sleeping that's very nice of you wow. well, bring okay so she doesn't shower as much as she claims so whoever <laughs> submitted that you really got you open, us opened something. a can of worms but yeah i don't i think it's your skin, it, your skin can dry out if you shower too much. Um, it's better for your hair to not wash it as much. I will a lot of times shower, cap it, and not wash my hair and rinse my body. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of people work out and they're like, I have to shower right now. That's just not me, and I'm not mad at it. But whoever submitted that, thank you. Um, <laughs> this one was cute. I had no idea my mom watches Judge Judy. She's 84 and totally not into reality TV. I can I, get down with Judge Judy. I love that. And I want to hope that she's like very animated when she watches it or is like very into the cases because I love me some Judge Judith Shinelin. She's great. Yeah. She lays down the hammer. I think she's actually ending her run. What? Of her show. She's really? switching to a, like another network or something, yeah. but we won't tell this person's mom right now. We'll let her <laughs> enjoy herself. Um yeah, there was one, I married a screamer, saw a snake in the backyard, and the man matched Mariah's highest octave. Was that me? <laughs> I, know. I know. I am like the spider person in our, I don't know about, well, no, snakes. When we saw the snake on our recent hike, that I that was me. I ran. I like high-kneed Deion Sanders out of there. That was a big six-foot rattlesnake in Arizona. <laughs> like I didn't match Mariah's highest octave, but I got out of there very fast you scooped the dog and ran and yep. i stood there and videotaped <laughs> the snake <laughs> and then you just started yelling at me yeah i mean i didn't i didn't I, you can't plan for that I've, i've years of like hiking in la i never i didn't think i would go this long without seeing a snake and i always thought about it what it would be like when i saw it and it was exactly what i thought it was freaking terrifying <laughs> well the problem was was we heard it first because it started rattling Oh, and wow. then we looked around and then there it was six footer on the rocks right next to the trail, grabbed the dogs and, and got out of there. It yeah. was pretty crazy. I have a good video of it. That was not it. Um, yeah. Someone said, I actually prefer being alone. I don't know if I need a partner. Mm. Debbie Downer. Someone also said, I realize I don't have a partner. I don't. I don't know how you just realized that, that he's surprisingly helpful. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. I think I'm pretty helpful. You are. I've done more dishes in four weeks than I ever thought I would do in my lifetime. Yeah. Someone said that she misses baseball too. Oh. We all do. I feel you. We all miss baseball. It's tough because you're in the situation where you have to kind of line up your schedule with your partner. And I know for you and I, we don't have a lot of the same interests in movies, TV. I think a majority of the movies you love, I have never seen. But I think we've got some 
television that we might line up on and want to watch together. I know tonight, actually, so on Mondays, Listen to Your Heart is premiering. And I guess it's the latest spinoff of the Bachelor franchise. So it's all new people. So no one recycled. And how I understand it is it's the Bachelor meets a star is born. And so I'm not sure if they're all living in the Bachelor mansion, but I know they're going to be these upcoming singer-songwriters. They're going to be forced to perform, not forced, but they'll be performing together. It's not against their will. They'll happily perform together. And while they're trying to start their music careers or spark their music career into stardom, they are going to try to... find love along the way. That's how I understand it. Yeah. And I think the best part about this one is that none of the contestants have any idea who any of the other contestants are. You know, if you follow along with Bachelor and you're watching, it seems like all of the guys in the house know who the girl is already or all the girls know who the guy is and there's past relationships and whatnot. This is like a completely brand new slate. Fresh. No one knows anyone. And uh, our buddy, our pal, Chris Harrison, gets to get back on the TV. So excited to see him again. Yes, they could have honestly pitched me any sort of Bachelor spin-off at this point, and I would take it. I would watch all the contestants socially distance dating, anything at this point. So I'm excited to have some fresh material on our TVs tonight. So we'll definitely have to discuss that one next week. I think it's going to be good. I know they have some familiar faces along the way. I know they have some competitions and all that. They're going to be judged by some of the past bachelor and bachelorette. So we'll have some, some OGs on there, which will be nice. But yeah, all the contestants are fresh. And speaking of fresh meat, there's a, the (laughs) Tiger King episode, the much anticipated that Justin accidentally leaked, uh, came out last night. So Sunday night and it's, I think from what I've heard so far, we haven't watched it, so we won't spoil anything, but I understand it's more of a reunion, kind of like a clip show. I know it's Joel McHale hosting it, which I love him from his talk soup day. Is he on The Office too? No, he's on Community. Yeah. That's another one I haven't. We have, don't, Community fans, don't be mad at us. We haven't watched that one either, but I think people were a little disappointed that it was less footage or maybe like lost footage that they were hoping to see and it's more just interviews and from what I've heard like very quick interview clips we're still gonna watch it but I think some people are a little disappointed they wanted a little more we didn't want to watch it before the show and then give more spoiler spoiler alerts to the show so we're gonna watch it after this week's show and then we'll talk about it next week yeah I think after that, we can finally put this whole thing to bed and we don't have to uh, worry about it. There is one other thing that's going on right now. And I don't even know if I didn't even bring this up to you yet, but I think MLB picked 30 players from 30 different teams and they're doing like a live streaming Twitch game of like MLB the show. Oh, I did see that. So I don't know. Are we going to watch that? Gavin Lux is the Dodger and he's going to play. I think he's actually supposed to play tonight on Twitch. I have no idea how to log in. I have no idea what Twitch is. (laughs) Me either. But (laughs) (laughs) um, we we should probably try to get on there and watch some of that and see if Luxie can, uh, you know, carry the 
the torch for the Dodgers and win a eighth straight division title through Twitch. I wonder how that's going to work. So everyone's going to man their own team or is it going to be? Yeah. So I think it's one player from each team and like Gavin Lux will play as the Dodgers. And, uh, you know, I don't even know what other guys are playing on other teams, but, um, yeah. So Gavin will play as all 26 guys on our roster. I like that. So if that's all we can get for for baseball, live I mean, baseball right now, I guess what it we'll, is. Yeah, we'll have to do it. And then, I mean, I don't know if you guys heard, but there is something very exciting happening. Uh oh, <laughs> I know what that is. On Sunday, who recognizes this music? If you don't recognize this, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so. Exciting news from ESPN. <laughs> the Last Dance. I'm, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you've heard about this. I heard about this in 2018. I remember watching, it wasn't like the official trailer, but it was teased a little bit. I saw something on YouTube, May of 2018, that there was going to be this 10 episode docuseries of the 97-98 Chicago Bulls team all the behind the scenes footage that you can handle, interviews, everything juicy. It looked so good, so dramatic. I can't even handle it. Um, it was supposed to premiere in June, but they heard our cries. I think actually, was LeBron not one of the guys that were like spearheading yeah, I think, this I think movement? He was pushing to, for it. Yeah, so ESPN released the following statement as society navigates this time without live sports. Viewers are still looking to the sports world to escape and enjoy a collective experience. Very true. We've heard the calls from fans, that's me, asking us to move up the release date for this series, and we're happy to announce that we have been able to accelerate the production schedule to do just that. This project celebrates one of the greatest players and dynasties ever, and we hope it can serve as a unifying entertainment experience to fill the role that sports often play in our lives, telling a story that will captivate everyone, not just sports fans. I am so excited. <laughs> you guys have no idea. One and two will be on. We actually went on our guide today on ESPN to make sure that this was happening. And 6 p.m. Pacific time on Sunday, episodes one and two are going to be dropping 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. for the second episode I cannot wait. This is so exciting. I remember seeing the the tease for it and getting so excited about it, but you're like, oh my gosh, two years. I feel like things happen so fast now. We used to have a movie like in the movie theaters and it would take like a year for it to come out on VHS. And now I feel like it's almost instant. Like the second it's done with like a couple weeks in the theater. It's you can, on Apple TV. Like. Yeah, you can get it right away. So to see like that teaser almost two years ago now and it's finally here i cannot wait i i mean i guess we could talk about it next week but that means everyone has to watch it when it premieres or just wait to listen to this if you haven't figured (laughs) if you haven't figured it out yet courtney is a huge bulls fan she grew up in northwest indiana about 45 minutes outside chicago uh she loved the bulls um jordan Pippen, and perhaps her favorite bull, Dennis Rodman, as I learned very quickly (laughs) in our relationship that her 
very first pet. What was it? A pet? It was uh, a green anole. I guess like a, a chameleon. A chameleon. And his name was? Rodman. Rodman. So her very first chameleon that she ever owned, she named my it My very first. My only chameleon. <laughs> I didn't know if you had a farm or something. <laughs> no. I had him in my room. Oh, because he changed color. Like Rodman's hair. Do you guys remember getting those cups at McDonald's? So many of my life moments are like... <laughs> <laughs> coincide with McDonald's promotions. Um, but do you remember the cups? And if the beverage was cold in the McDonald's cup, it would, and they release like a different one every week. His, so his hair on the cup was just like, it was like whited out. And then when there was like a cold beverage in there, it would turn to the color of the week. I do not remember that. I bet I could find these on eBay. They didn't work very well. Well, for very long, like, cause I feel like in my family, we'd save all these cups and that like, became our like regular rotation of dishes and all that. So we probably recycled these Rodman <laughs> cups for a very extended period of time, but I'll have to look those up. I'm sure there's some on eBay that maybe I can scoop up for this premiere, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like it's, it's exciting. I don't know what's going to be on there. I just, I feel like Jordan is a pretty private person now. Very private. So you don't really hear from him a lot. So this is going to be great. I can't wait. I'm so excited. And yeah, we're going to have to talk about it next week. All 10 episodes. So until May 17th, we're going to be getting these little sprinkles of happiness every Sunday night, two at a time. I can't wait. Are you excited? Are, are, there, are people that didn't grow up as a fan of the Bulls excited about I feel like they have to be. I feel like it's you and Jerry Harrison are probably jumping <laughs> through the roof right now. <laughs> and LeBron, apparently. <laughs> Oh my god. No, gosh. I think I think everyone's fired up. I think this is a, a good thing that ESPN's doing and moving it up and giving people some fresh content and uh obviously it is a uh, argument that happens all the time talking about greatest teams ever and dynasties and greatest players um and certainly uh, this Bulls team is in every single one of those debates. So it'll be cool to see the behind the scenes and the interviews and everything and kind of relive those moments. I know I was, I was only what, 13, 14 at this time. So, you know, you don't really have that recall. So it'll be fun to, to go through it all again and watch it all again. I know. I feel like they're going to do such a good job with it too. I know. I mean, it's obviously a different director and all that, but the 30 for 30, the Jordan rides the bus is so good. Every time that's on, I have to stop and watch it. Um, obviously talking about um, Jordan's baseball career and that. And the, I, I don't know. I get. I feel like I get similar feels when I watch that. I just get so excited. And it's obviously, gosh, how what was that, 22 years ago now? So I feel like it's going to bring back all of those magical feels, not only for my fellow Chicago fans, but... I think just all together and yeah, I'm pumped about it. Yeah. For everyone, everyone should be excited about it. I think it's going to be really good. Well, we have another little tidbit. I saw this photo on, I think it was the New York post of a, the baseball league in Taiwan has started up and in, obviously they have to uh, practice social distancing and can't have fans in the seats. So they have placed robot and mannequin fans in the seats to kind of replicate the feel of a full stadium. I don't know if you guys have seen this photo. You showed it to me. <laughs> it is. 
hats. Actually, really good mannequins and I don't well wigs and so there's some cardboard cut. I don't know if they're cardboard cutouts, and then there's actual mannequins. They kind of look like the mannequins that are in those thrift shops on Melrose Avenue. They're the wigs. There's one. The one right here, front and center, is wearing this orange wig. It. It's a lot. I, you just have to look it up. You might have to post it on your... Yeah, I'll post this photo. <laughs> and th- a lot of them just look disheveled. There's a man standing up with his hand in the air. He's very upset. So I wonder... I don't know if they are. He's argue. probably booing. It, it might be a like a New York fan or a, a Boston fan booing. They're probably booing someone. Would this make a difference to you at all? Like, would you try to toss him a foul ball? <laughs> like, does this help or what... Uh, it probably helps in, you know, just the appearance of the stadium. So it doesn't look like it's just a bunch of empty seats, but I don't know if they're like filtering in fan noise or, or what, um, there's nothing that compares to playing in front of a live crowd, obviously. Um, but who knows, maybe, uh, maybe it's given these guys some inspiration over in Taiwan and, uh, it might be tough to to be the fan favorite over there. <laughs> okay, so yeah, maybe just for TV, like this gives the appearance if they're streaming the games. A lot of the cardboard cutouts, they have ma- like sunglasses and masks on. I think it could be, there's some... Wasn't there like a beer guy or a peanut guy? Yeah, like- <laughs> there's a vendor. I don't know what they have. It almost looks like a pizza box. There's someone with like similar hair to yours that's just completely over their face. They really threw this together. I did read that they were supposed to have their game on Saturday and it got rained out, so it's on Sunday. So maybe they left them out in the rain. Some of them look like they've been through it. But yeah, I like the idea. Obviously, it's nothing's going to make it the same as having fans in the stands. I like the efforts. You got to get creative. I think that's kind of the theme with everything right now is just getting creative. Nothing's going to be how it should be. So I guess whatever you can do to try to come close to that. What if they did like virtual fans and they put like GoPros on all these fake fans and then you can like go online and stream the game from the mannequins point of view in the seats. Oh, so you'd pick where you normally. Yeah. But it'd be like VR kind of like, you know, VR is a thing now they're, it's starting to come around. You yeah. literally like can put on the VR glasses at home and like tune in and watch a live game. I like that. That wouldn't yeah. be a bad idea for the fans. Yeah. I don't know if everyone's going to have access to a pair of VR goggles right now. Probably not, but I like the idea. I think, yeah, we'll probably see some creativity from a lot of these leagues as they start to return and games start. And I look forward to it. As we said before, however we can get it and obviously everyone being safe and all that, but whatever solutions and ideas and things are thrown out there, I'm all for it. I think it's, it doesn't, I don't know. You can't plan for this. So it's whatever. I mean, all these mannequins look so goofy out there, but if it helps, you know, the broadcast look more normal to people and, and all of that, I don't really have a problem with it. I just want to play baseball. That's all. (laughs) <laughs> I don't I don't care if there's no fans. I, I mean, I hope there's fans. I shouldn't say that. I really want there to be fans because that's the best part about playing. But um, whether there are or there aren't, I just want to get back on the field and play again. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, we will be watching all of these shows and we'll be chatting next week about them and maybe have another special guest join us. So 
Obviously, another thanks to Andrew McDaniel for coming on here and chatting with us. Everyone stay safe, and we will talk to you next week. See you guys.